What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Behind the Timeline. Going on another exciting adventure on Marvel's What If. We're talking mm. about episode two today. Yep. I'm, I'm your host, Lindsay, and uh, my co-host, Scott, is here with me as well. It's true. Look, there I am. I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been here the whole time, but whatever. Just, um, been, just been hanging out. I just Yeah, I've just been kind of hanging out. Um, I'm actually super, like, I'm in a good mood about this episode. Like, it this was such a good 180 to to Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really didn't like that one. Yeah. Um, but before all. we get into that, like there is a lot happening in the world of pop culture right now. Like, yeah, there is. There's a I think lot we need to take on. a second to just address mm-hmm. all of the things that are happening because we're going to yeah. be covering all of these things. So, um let's just run through it real quick. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but things that are kind of being announced and news that's happening out in the world. Ballad of Snakes and Songbirds has been announced to be adapted to mm-hmm. film. Um, yeah. Do you know what this is, Scott? Are you a Hunger Games person? So I read the first two of the three books in the trilogy. And I okay. obviously I saw the movies, but I wasn't like a huge Hunger Games fan. I think I kind of came into it too late. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm pretty... I've read them many times. I've seen the movies many times. And I read Snakes and Songbirds. So okay, I will so you actually have read. That. Okay, so you have some information that I don't about some, this. Some, like, lots of information about this. And, and we're going to go through this quickly, but know that that is being announced. And that is the prequel to The Hunger Games. It's a book that came out, I think, last year or the year before. And it focuses on President Snow when he's a kid. Oh, fuck um, yeah, dude. I'm totally going to read this then. It's actually, it's cool because it's like the old games. It's actually one of like the original games. It's one of the first games is what they cover. And it's, it's pretty cool. It's definitely a prequel. Um, it's not terrible. Movies yeah. should be okay. So that's coming in like way significantly more important news. <laughs> like way a lot. Like my assholes, like where my heart dropped out of my asshole when I heard yeah. about this. Um, the Lord of the Rings Amazon show got its first look last week and I saw the picture and I was like it's really pretty it looks great they announced that they're gonna release it in um, I want to say November 2022 or September 2022 September mm-hmm. um, and I'm like yeah it's pretty I'm sure it's you know it looks like it's Numenor it's great and then I saw like a backed out like zoomed out version of the picture and the two trees of Valinor in it and I literally died like I'm here from the grave right now so I'm really stoked about that because I didn't think they had any rights to anything happening in the first stage. I'm not going to stay on this any longer. That's all I'm going to say. No, I mean, that is like, no, that's your like shit. And I'm about that. Like hearing you talk about that stuff, like I'm super stoked. Like I've told you from the beginning, like I want to know so much more about the Lord of the Rings, like the ages and stuff. Like Uh I love Morgoth and like the nine and um, all of that stuff. But like you are so unrelated that I'm questioning how much you understand about what you just said. No, I know. I'm just saying like those are my favorite things about it. Like the birth of the Balrogs and like yeah. all of that stuff. That shit is so cool to me. And like oh, I don't God. know enough about it because I've only read the Silmarillion like one time. Yeah. But yeah, once we get closer to this stuff, like I'm so I honestly just may not talk that whole episode. I'm probably just gonna sit there with both of my fucking hands on my chin, like, uh-huh. I'm gonna just like we're just gonna pretend like that's even an option. I don't know that I'm gonna be able to control myself. I, I might not let you talk <laughs> for that episode. Like I'm, you know, we will talk about the Silmarillion in depth, guys, before this show comes out next fall. Yeah. It's gonna be more than one episode. Let me just. This might be news to Scott too. It's news to everyone. There will be multiple Silmarillion what? episodes. It's gonna have to be. Otherwise, it's a five-hour episode. Oh my god. We're gonna thoroughly cover the Silmarillion. I'm very, very excited about that first look from Amazon. Mm-hmm. The other thing we got a first look on this week that I'm stoked about is the Wheel of Time. For those of you who don't know what that yep. is, you are about to. For those of you who do know what that is, I am very excited to kind of officially join this community because it's a really it's a really active fan community right now. The show is going to be epic. We have a release date guaranteed yep. sometime in November. We don't really Hell have yeah. a lot of information, but the first look in Entertainment Weekly is coming out this week, and I died. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, this next thing is is your wheelhouse. Oh, so tell this me is about all this. me. Oh, yeah, this, this is, is all, all me. You. This is um, you. I am so I literally so like the Venom two. Um, there will be carnage. 
trailer. Mm-hmm. It launched a couple of weeks ago, but I have it's like it, it's finally getting the rounds in like YouTube and uh, like live TV and stuff like that. And I can't, uh, I cannot honestly tell you how excited I am for this movie. I loved the first one. I love how well Sony handled all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that this could potentially be leading into uh, Tom Holland joining the Sony verse because we yeah. discussed it a little bit ago, but like him leaving uh, the MCU and Disney means he's got to go into the Sony verse. So there's a lot of stuff happening here. And actually there's a lot of stuff happening with Marvel um, just in the last like two or three days. We got early reviews for Shang-Chi and the 10 rings mm-hmm. and Looks everybody awesome. is loving it. Um, mm-hmm. I am so excited to go see this because I, I want to know what the 10 rings are really about. I want to see the real Mandarin. Um, oh my god, I can't wait. I know. This is happening September 3rd, yes? Yes. Uh, and this is theaters or... Theaters, theaters slash, only. Theaters only, so right? That we is all important get a mask to up and go see this shit. Yeah, it is very important to know. This is theaters only. Uh, so it will not be getting a Disney Plus release uh, for a while. Um, but then alongside that, speaking of releases, is uh, Anthony Mackie is confirmed to have signed on for Captain America 4 as Captain this. America, which is... I'm really so excited exciting. because they're so finally cool. moving forward with stuff with Fanta- uh, Fantastic Four, uh, with Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier. Um, and then last but not least, if you guys are not familiar with it, which it makes sense because it is kind of an unknown thing, uh, the final trailer for Eternals came out yesterday. And if you haven't seen this, guys, Dude. please go watch it right like pause yes. and come back. Go watch the Eternals trailer because honestly, I know absolutely nothing about the Eternals except that it's a thing that's coming I saw the first trailer and I'm like alright great I love everything about it I'm here for whatever it is I don't care yeah. but this trailer is like oh my fucking it's, god this movie's gonna rock I go watch that trailer so immediately good. it's it almost three minutes long more, I know, you know and that was like the coolest thing about it was it does explain like dude they've been here for all time why didn't they help during Thanos' attack yeah like who Where are they, they? Yeah, the, I'm, oh my god, I'm so the celestials get a little bit of a cameo even in the trailer and last comment on this um I did not see the speedster that I am led to believe is part it's of this team, kid. and as we all know, that's what I care about. So, okay, well, yep. I didn't see any speed. I'm going to go ahead and need some of that. <laughs> Watch I'm the first really, trailer. You see it. I like, saw it in the first it. trailer. Yeah. I rewound that and watched it 7,000 <laughs> times. I was like, wait, are we going to do this right? Please, God. So, uh, you guys know I love speedsters. So Yes, you do. That's the news. It's all super exciting, and we will, we will be here for... Uh, for Shang-Chi. For all of it. Right? Shang-Chi's yeah. on the third. Shang-Chi's on the third, and I think yeah. I may and actually try to do the like midnight release for that. I haven't I done a midnight too. release in a while. Me either. Yeah, I, I think might. the last so one we'll I did We'll talk was, about it later, because yeah. we'll schedule when we're going to record for it, and maybe we'll both do midnight. Yes. Because um, I'm down. I'm stoked for that. So, let's talk about this episode of What If. Yes, please. Um... I'm going to give you guys like the synopsis for this one because I this episode kind of helped me realize these are not interconnected. They are individual stories. So yeah, what happened in Captain Carter? Branches. Yeah, exactly. Um, everything that happened in Captain Carter had nothing to do and apparently will not in any way affect what happened in this episode, which is what if T'Challa had become Star-Lord? So the general plot uh, summary for this is Although he is still sent to Earth uh, to recover the spawn of Ego, Yandu's subordinates, which is very important, capture T'Challa instead, thrusting him into a new life of do-gooding, space-fighting, and Thanos-conversing adventure. However, a need to help his, quote, best girl, Nebula, brings him face-to-face with the most powerful crime king in the galaxy, the Collector Tanelier Tavon. Um, right off the bat, I... I loved that the subtle changes to his outfit to Star Lords. Yeah, while still being like very Wakanda and also very Star Lordy. I just I I really yeah. liked that. And I liked that he still had like the the fancy helmet mm-hmm. that Quill has. I have no idea what to call that. I don't so know. I just called it the helmet. Yeah. The helmet. Yeah, the Star Lord helmet. Um yeah, I really liked that. I'm a little confused about why he's still Carl Star-Lord, because that's what 
Quill's mom called him. That yeah. was the only thing that I was like, eh, fine. But he that just gets the sense. name. Like they don't yeah. even explain how he got it. He just it. is. But I did love that. I mean, when this episode started, I was fucking pissed for approximately five seconds. I was so mad. I was like, so help me God, if this is another carbon copy. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be so pissed off because it starts out like the same way, and then. I really liked kind of where they went with it. It turned out being different enough. Oh, yeah. You know, See, and I get, I get that they want to ground it in an opening scene or a plot line yeah. that we know about. Like, it's really clear to me that this is, like, if we look at, like, like the image of the sacred timeline in Loki, when, mm-hmm. it, when the multiverse starts to come into existence, there's some really giant branches and there's some little ones. And like this tiny. is clearly a little one, like where yeah. the Nexus event doesn't happen until a certain point into like our existing timeline, basically, right? Yeah, so that was like the big thing. Um, and the episode doesn't actually really draw your attention to it. The Watcher does say something. By the way, every time they show space in the first like three or four scenes, the Watcher is somewhere among yeah. the stars. I thought That's that so was cool. so cool. And it's Jeffrey Wright, which we didn't draw enough attention I to. I know. I don't know why I didn't do that before. I should have. Me either, because it's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the Nexus event in this episode is... Yondu is not the one that goes and picks up Peter. He sends Kraglin and Taserface, lol, to um, I love that Taserface, <laughs> yeah, to pick him up. <laughs> and and it's actually one of the like notes I put in here. But one of the things I really, really loved was their explanation for why it was T'Challa that got picked up. Um, yeah, Kraglin's scanner picked up a high concentration of terrestrial or extraterrestrial energy around Wakanda and then saw the kid like eight-year-old T'Challa or whatever Mm -hmm. and was like oh this has to be him it wasn't just like some random like oh we fell out of the sky there's a kid let's take him let's go no they were like it's gotta be here like our instruments are telling us this is it and took the time to explain that which I liked because it's kind of crucial that they write that into the plot exactly yeah they actually gave it some time you were like oh okay so like yeah they're not just like randomly here it makes sense Mm -hmm. how he got you know picked up unfortunately that's where a lot of the that makes sense thoughts go stop for me (laughs) (laughs) like i was there's a lot of stuff that happened in this episode that i was like huh nope (laughs) sure yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i think i think fair enough i but i i like that about it because like we don't really have enough time to explain everything and it's not like we have a whole other sort of canon of movies and tv shows within this universe yeah so they can't really explain everything they only have like 25 minutes some of it just flat out doesn't make sense but i'm really trying not to let it bother me too much because i want them to do wild and crazy stories and if they're gonna deviate from the main timeline it's gonna not make sense to an extent because they they only have 20 minutes they can't explain everything so this episode was one minute longer than uh the captain carter episode this was 34 minutes i know and that was enough time for me to because we were talking about it um the cast and everything um uh-huh. this blew my fucking mind i know that everybody literally everybody except for chris pratt and dave batista came back to reprise their roles to voice the characters they played and i and heard the dave, dave batista thing was like a misunderstanding with his yeah agent. it like was it's actually supposed s- to be everybody uh, yeah, I heard I, Chris Pratt was doing like he was already locked into something. Everything that I read, he was there was no way he was gonna be able to do it. But Dave mm-hmm. Batista was like a conflict of schedule that someone didn't communicate him with or communicate yeah. with him because he was doing something for Army of the Dead. But I mean, they got Michael Rooker, they got Karen Gillan, Chadwick Boseman, notably. Oh, like I feel like we that should hurt. know that. Like Chadwick Boseman <sighs> is in this and will be in other episodes, is my understanding. That's what I heard as well. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he will be coming back. So perhaps my initial response to the first episode of these not being connected was incorrect. But so far, they have nothing. No, to do I don't with each know other. that they're connected. I think it's just that we're going to see these guys again in another setting, which I think mm. is cool, like in a different universe. I hope okay. that's what it is. But we've got Josh Brolin. Yeah. We have Kurt Russell. That, like, I, I can't believe they that. got Kurt Russell Dude, for five seconds. That was words. the whole reason I paused. I was like, there's no way they went and were like, hey, Kurt, can we borrow you for like 10 seconds real quick? 
I, There's well, no you know what way, they did? They, they said, so hey, did. Kurt, if I FedEx you all of the audio equipment, will you record these three lines? For real. Someone will come and pick it up. Yeah, that yeah. I think is what, like, happened there. But, um, yeah, yeah, the cast was awesome. I will I, say this, though, and I, I'm, I know that you have, like, a, a big thing with, with Yondu and everything, um, what like in my notes in this or no, just no, like in just, life or like i know that you really love yondu and i do too yeah, I do. like don't get me I wrong um, i love yondu he looks like trash he looks like though. shit garbage First i'm of like all, what the fuck why does proxima midnight look better than yondu? Oh, like, what honestly is going on so good she looked really good the whole evil crowd yeah looked fucking great including Everybody looked thanos great. who i want to talk about but <sighs> they yeah i mean but i was like why do you all look better than yondu like yeah. i can't tell whether it's good or not i feel like he looked I w- shiny i think that's like the only way i can explain it he looked reflective mm-hmm. and everybody else was just kind of like we have skin it was just it was just weird yeah. it was just, i just i just don't know why like it was their mouth movements again that bothered me in yeah. this one as in the last one too but what i will say is i think i was right in the last review to say that it does look better in the space setting than the world war ii setting. i agree like the yeah. lasers look 100%. dope like yep. the, yeah like it definitely this kind of animation is lending itself way better to that i agree um, yeah yeah i want to talk briefly too about the like the last thing i want to say on like the changes mm-hmm. to this is the conflict i think this works i think they did a really good job of like picking which other character to make star lord like what if x is star lord to oh, yeah. was such a great pick because mm-hmm. Like, Peter never had any qualms about being in space. Like, mm-hmm. Peter Quill is like, my mom's dead. Like, there's yeah. nothing for why me. Why am I going to stay here? I about. Who Tara. gives a shit? Yeah. yeah, why would I be on Earth? Like, nobody gives a shit, right? But it's so different for T'Challa, who, like, wants to be in Wakanda. Like, he wanted to be an explorer, which yeah. at first I was like, that doesn't make sense. That's not in the original. And then I was like, who cares? It's a different universe. He wants I to know. explore. And Fucking who cares? That's that was, the kind of thing that I'm like, great. Literally, Perfect. like, on God, that was my exact thought. I was like, wait, he just, he's not like that and then i was like oh wait a minute this never mind it doesn't dude. matter yeah yeah it's a completely different dude. kid yeah so yeah like if if loki and sylvie is an incest then this is not the same person as t'challa which works yeah. for me and it, i oops. i ship it so i say it's not incest yeah i was but. i was kind of okay with it i mean there's like like i said there's there's subtle things in this episode that i was like that's fucking dumb but there yeah. weren't as many as Captain Carter. I gotta tell you though, honestly, I'm so sorry to interrupt like your thought train, but like, no, no. The most annoying thing about this episode, I swear to God, was Nebula calling him Cha Cha. Oh, so annoying! What the fuck was that, dude? That I'm like, wasn't look, a character I get for anybody. It. His name but- is T'Challa, but shut the fuck up. It's. It was just. I just didn't like it. It was weird, and honestly, and this might be just because I'm a fucking idiot, but it took me forever to figure out that's why she called him Cha Cha. <laughs> Because his name's T'Challa. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. I saw. I only thought that because I saw his name in the credits. I was like, oh, right, that's his... Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. No, that's it. That also bothered me, but I did like her in this, and I liked I their relationship, and, like, yeah. I I just thought his whole thing was believable, that, like, he would want to go home at the mm-hmm. end, and that there would be yeah. a conflict for him about, like, where to be. Like, do I want to be a Ravager? Do I want to be in space? Um, or do I really want to go home? Yeah, and I thought that was a really nice little internal conflict and story here in the backdrop of like kind of an Ocean's Eleven heist story mm-hmm. that yeah. was this episode. I liked it. Yeah, I thought that worked. I, agree. I liked his character. It definitely flowed a lot better. Like everything that happened seemed to happen because of something that was already set up. It wasn't just like let's throw shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like seeing the way that everyone had really different character dynamics. Oh my god, and, Korath and fangirling about Star Lord was so fucking funny. Yeah, let's let's talk about our like side cast here. Yeah. Like, what did you think about Korath and and just so, the whole fangirl act? My whole thing about it was like, so like at first I went into this going like, I'm gonna take these seriously, like it's Marvel and you have to take these seriously. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, no, it's a cartoon. Um, this is what if. This is alternate shit. And then, like, I saw Korath just, like, fangirling and freaking out and shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, just, I I can't take any of these episodes seriously because they are going to be like that. And seeing him do that, I was just like, god damn it, dude. This is such a 180 to what Korath the Pursuer really was like. <laughs> Which that I'm like, super here knows, for it. 
it's another universe. I know. We don't know. It's a different Korath, right? Like, yeah. he was there, but, like, it, I don't know. I, yeah. I thought it was really funny in a I way, thought but was, I also thought... <laughs> he keeps calling him were, his best friend. That's my I, favorite part. He's like, I'm basically his funny. best friend. I'm like, dude. He's like, I'm the, they're all like the new guy, right? They keep calling yeah. him new guy, but he just is like ripping on everybody and yeah, saying T'Challa's his best friend and like he just wants to be like part of the gang and like rip on Thanos mm-hmm. and I thought that was really funny. I thought... I thought that they were trying to be funny, like James Gunn wrote this, and unfortunately he did not. And so yeah. I'm not actually did James Gunn even write Guardians? I'm not sure, but whoever I don't wrote Guardians, know if he did or not, probably not. I know he wrote Suicide yeah. Squad, I think, but not Guardians. But whoever did, it's trying to be funny the way that Guardians was funny. And first of all, T'Challa is not funny like that. And second of all, it just wasn't. Yeah. But the stuff they tried, it was pretty funny. It yeah. was just a little bit subtler, and it was just like, but. But I really I liked Korath, and mm-hmm. I wanted to ask like, did you did you buy this with Thanos? Like no. the whole thing is that Thanos is re- like T'Challa just had to be like try All he another needed was way. A friend. All you need is a good argument. Yeah, all <laughs> Thanos needed was a buddy to be like, dude, is that really what you want to do? And like I'll so I'll tell you why it didn't work for me, and this is the only reason is he's still talking about it, so he still <laughs> thinks right? there's merit to it, so. <laughs> like what did Chad or Chadwick both <laughs> what did T'Challa actually like say to be like I mean I think it's a good idea but yeah I'm not gonna pursue it like I I, I can't think of anything that he could have said because he even says it to the Dormalaji at the end of the fucking episode he's like because everyone keeps making the joke like that's basically just like genocide it's just genocide right and he's like no because it's random like he still totally supports his plan he's totally like still telling people he thought it was a good idea and like but it was efficient it was gonna be great and i love the running joke through the episode about it but i i didn't buy it but i love how did they call him captain genocide they do uh (laughs) towards the end they're like what are you gonna do fight him off captain genocide and then uh (laughs) He has to fight uh, Cole Obsidian and uh, Corvus Glaive mm-hmm. by himself. And then the the most badass part of the episode actually did involve Thanos. Oh, She's cool. like, are you going to stay behind? You're crazy. And he's like, no, I'm mad. I'm mad. And I'm like, dude, okay, that's actually like, that was such a cheesy as fuck line. Like, holy yeah, shit. It was well written. It was good. Pizza Hut, large, extra cheese with fucking stuffed crust level cheese. But... <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm here for this. Like, that's actually pretty good. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's also like, um, it was definitely all of the cheese. And I actually think, like, your average moviegoer, mm-hmm. like, your average, like, probably no one who's listening to this, right? But probably <laughs> yeah. don't know that it's the Mad Titan Thanos. They say that, like, once in the MCU. They... A lot of people probably didn't get that joke. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, actually, if I remember correctly, he is literally only referred to as the Mad Titan in the first Guardians movie. I think so, too. So that's what I'm saying. Like, people, that actually was kind of a deep cut joke. It yeah. wasn't even as cheesy as we're making it out, because that's only because we I know. so know him as the Mad <laughs> Titan. Most people probably were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I... One of the things I thought about this, though, is, like, I'm asking all these questions. I'm like, do I buy this? Like, I don't feel like Thanos would just, like, turn yeah. around. And, that, and then I'm like, is it that even a reasonable question to ask in this show? Like, if I want this to be different and wild and out there, then don't I need to calm the fuck down about whether it makes sense? Scott, tell me. Do I need to chill out? I no, think I-, I mean, see, like, everyone's going to come into this, like, a little bit different. Like, I unfortunately came into it as the... This is part of the MCU. The MCU is a serious business kind of thing. And really quickly, that's kind of what uh, what changed when I was watching this episode. But, like, I I don't know. I, honestly, I feel like everyone's going to kind of pull something different from each of these. And that's the cool thing about it. Um, you might not like Captain America. Like, I'm not a huge Captain America fan. And yeah, we discussed same. that before. But, like, it... If you always wanted to see, like, an alternate thing, there, that's your episode. If you were just like, dude, what, (laughs) you know, that's the cool thing about this episode, or the show in general, is it's like, you can ask these questions, and Marvel's like, 
Yeah, that would actually be kind of crazy. Let's make a whole episode about that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't totally have to make sense. And it certainly yeah. doesn't have to be within character for anybody. I think exactly. that's where I'm getting hung up. Is like, well, that's yeah. it's not in character for Nebula to call him Cha-Cha. And I'm like, well, I don't know who this person this is. This Nebula has hair, so yeah. everything is out of the This Nebula is like bleach blonde. Yeah, every, yeah it's, it's anything goes. And I got major Jessica Rabbit vibes from her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna I lie. Like, I was like, "Who is that?" And I was like, I "Is that Karen Gillan?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's Nebula." And I was like, "What color hair does Nebula really have?" And then I was like, "Oh, she doesn't." Yeah, she, what the fuck? We have no idea. But like, I, that's her. There were a couple characters in this that I got other movie character vibes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebula was one I felt like she just like kind of gave off Chad or uh, God. Why do I want to keep saying just Chadwick Boseman's you're name? You're just like really missing Chad. I, get I it. am. That's fair. It, if there's anybody who we should just replace everybody's name with, it's probably Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. So like when I first saw Chadwick Boseman come into the scene and they were talking to Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, <laughs> I thought that Chadwick was actually talking to Chadwick about it. And then, <laughs> never mind. But um, it turned out to be Chadwick. It was really Chadwick the whole time. Can you believe it? He runs the haunted amusement park. Um, I, <laughs> uh, wow, that was an appropriate Scooby-Doo It was, reference. right? I know. I like and thank you for that knowing was, it was Scooby-Doo. Like, yeah, most people are just like, ha, 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 humor. What? No, I... <laughs> I, I heard you. I knew what you I knew yeah. what you were talking about. I really did like the joke where T'Challa was like, I'm trying to get the two of them into the therapy. They're like, he's her dad. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I love that that conflict was still there. And yeah. one thing that I was confused about was like, where's Gamora? And also, massive joke opening. I'm like, why is Gamora? I know. But And I but, wasn't gonna take it. I didn't want to because like I, I was I had an answer ready for you and I knew I, I would forget to take it. it. I was and like, I should have, I know. I'm so sorry. God I damn just it. passed you the ball and you just left I, me hanging. You just dude, walked out off the field. You just <laughs> Kirk like, cousin launched that to me and I just was like This is no. the easiest joke I ever could hand you. Anyway. God damn it. In any case, Gamora, I so okay, here's what I'm like hearing in like a couple of reviews that I've listened to and things of this episode Mm -hmm. is I'm hearing people saying like oh well she's gonna be in another episode later and I'm like cool fucking apparently so is Chadwick Boseman like why isn't she in this one or mentioned like what's going on like clearly she would have still been a daughter of Thanos and I'm like is it maybe the same stuff as before like she also I, I just I don't I don't know why she's not involved. Like, so the only thing that I, because I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, that makes sense why like Rocket and Groot aren't here because they never met Peter to be taken to to uh, the yeah. Kiln. Nobody went to Xandar. Like I imagine yeah. Rocket and Groot just still were on Xandar, like ripping people off and drinking out of the fountain. Right. That's yeah. my assumption on yeah. Rocket and Groot because they're still professional bounty hunters. But mm-hmm. uh, T'Challa was like a Robin Hood level like rob from the rich to feed the poor kind of guy so i don't really think well no because rocket's moral compass was like all over the place he probably if there was a bounty big enough on t'challa he probably would have gone after him but the thing i thought about gamora was if thanos got turned around he would have never enacted his plan to destroy half of her planet and never would have met her so hmm it has so, to. It stands to reason that T'Challa stopped him before he put all of this into place. Yeah, because if this takes place when the first Guardians movie takes place, that's actually super early in the MCU timeline, isn't yeah. it? Like, where does that actually fall? So, if I remember correctly, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are basically happening at the same time as Iron Man 3. I'm pulling up Disney Plus to confirm because I know that they give us that timeline. Yeah. Should be pretty quick to get to. Um, Timeline order Guardians of the Galaxy comes right after Winter Soldier and Iron Man 3 and right before Ant Man. Or, I'm sorry, before uh, Age of Ultron. Iron Man. Jeez. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 both take place between Winter Soldier and And Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. So it is relatively early in the timeline, but it's also like after. The invasion of New York, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, but I guess that that doesn't mean that, like, the Nexus event would have happened when Peter was a kid. So, actually, everything would have been different, like, for the whole timeline since the 80s, right? So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it stands to reason that maybe he just never 
had Gamora. Maybe she doesn't exist. I don't yeah, know. I, but it it implies that he was like bad to Nebula. So I don't know. Maybe that's an I don't I just I don't know where she was, but I missed her. Yeah, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, if they had some kind of troubled past, it she wasn't modified, so we know it isn't that. She wasn't. Good catch. She had yeah. hair. Right. Yeah. So it's got to be something else. Like, maybe just the way he raised her. Because this implies she was his daughter, not adopted. No, they say adopted in this. Oh, do they? Shit. Yeah. Okay. They specifically, at one point, they specifically say adopted. And so I'm like... So, I don't know. I think maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe he just... It, or maybe he'd let Gamora go. Right? Mm, maybe Gamora, yeah. like, said, fuck you, I'm out when he when he went straight, as they call it, when he turns into a good guy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I also liked how he talked about the power vacuum for the, um, for the, the collector, collector to, to step in. in. Yeah. Because Thanos does say that in the main MCU canon. Mm-hmm. Um, power loves a vacuum or something. Doesn't he say that at some point? Something like that, yeah. Something, something. And then he was just like, yeah, and he stepped into the power vacuum. And I'm like, that tracks. That totally makes sense. And kind of everything happening with the collector made sense um yeah so <laughs> i this is another ahead. character that was like dude why are you giving me like really hard x vibes like he <laughs> to me honestly and this is gonna seem so stupid but he gave me super hardcore draken vibes from kim possible i like, that's like such an incredible deep cut reference i can't even believe what a millennial you are and i appreciate i, I, I know it. it's crazy i was like i'm watching this and i'm like he's goofy and weird and all over the place but he's also like a fucking crazy person he reminded me of like a bad anime villain even though i yes. like have admitted to never having really watched any anime he feels like a bad anime villain to me so here again we're coming into an issue i take with this episode where i didn't realize it was actually it was two people, um, and it's one of my like important questions that I pulled away from this episode. Michael Rooker, for some reason, does not sound like Michael Rooker in this episode. It sounds like he's trying to do a voice of Michael Rooker doing the voice of Yondu. Well, yeah. And I- the collector does the same thing because, like, I love. Uh, Benicio del Toro. I mm-hmm. love the way he talks. Can you believe they got him for this? It's in, the cast for this is wild. It's insane that literally everybody came back and he was literally just like, everybody. Yeah, I'll do this. But he's like, he's way more animated. He's lively and like Benicio del Toro is known for like slurring and mumbling his words. He sounds almost lazy. Like when he's explaining how the Infinity Stones like became the Infinity Stones, he's literally just like, and then the universe exploded yeah. into. And I'm like, dude, are you falling asleep <laughs> or like what the fuck is going on here? But in this, he's like, do you like it? I got it off a really talkative uh, crap or whatever the fuck he was. That I also love that he's reference. Really campy. Um. Oh, when they said a uh, uh, off of like Korg, right? Whatever off of Korg's Korg arm. Is. Yeah. Korg's arm, and it's like the yeah. It looked like the Infinity it's Gauntlet. Got, like the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. So I was gonna say, I and everything that was in that scene was cool. Like we saw, like the like Thor's hammer and Cap's shield were in that scene in the background, and yeah. like in the collector's room. Which I'm like, does that mean the Avengers are dead in this? Like, how different is everything? Yeah. But I I have to say I. <laughs> It's like, I noticed that too. Like, I also didn't think, I was really surprised when I saw that it was Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Because I thought it sounded really different. Same with his uh, helper. What's her name? Katrina. Kalina. Kalina. I thought she sounded different. It's the same actress. Is it really? That's See, yeah, I didn't look that I, one up because she's on, she dies in the movie, so she wasn't right. like, whatever. They, no, they brought her back. They brought back fucking everybody. And here's the thing. I, I my like my inclination to just like everything is overpowering me right now and I just want (laughs) to cut it slack because it's again it's like but if they hired me and they were like you're the collector except from a different multiverse Mm -hmm. I'd be like dope I'm gonna be different like I don't think it's fair for us to complain that it's different I don't know but it also is like I noticed it too and I'm like man maybe we're not as prepared for the multiverse as we thought we were Scott because I don't think see that's the thing we're I acting don't think like we a bunch are. of babies about I it I know I'm <laughs> acting like this is not what I know and I hate I this I don't remember and, him and having change. this cadence to his voice like yeah 
He's a different person. <laughs> I don't like this. It's a this different is... character with a different background, especially when we know the Nexus event happened in like the 80s of our timeline. Like mm-hmm. it's way more, it's different. It's as different as we're gonna get. I'm like like ah. a lot of stuff changed. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah, I mean, T'Challa's an adventurer. Like we yeah. just, it's, I don't know. I think it's gonna take me a couple episodes to reconcile how much I want it to be wild and yeah. different with how much I am struggling with like character differences. So, and I like some of them and then some of them are like, what am I looking at? I get yeah, it. that honestly that was my first <laughs> that was my first fucking note. What am I looking at? <laughs> no, it literally wrote because I write my notes and then I transfer them over to the the doc. I was uh-huh. like, dude, what the fuck is happening here? I wish you could have seen me typing out like in a fucking outrage thinking it was another carbon copy and then going yeah, and deleting all of it within that's about my second 10 note. seconds. And then I was like, okay, put just put the laptop down and watch the episode and then, yeah. and then go and like, because t- I was getting really pissed and I wasn't paying attention. I was like, just stop. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically, I was like, okay, I officially fucking hate this episode. But then yeah. like, honestly, like, now that I've gotten to talk about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is supposed to be like a hardcore, like right turn to what we're expecting and stuff. And it was really good. Like it was funny. It was, and it was funny. And there was like a heist. It was like a good story. It was was actually a good episode. Yeah, I actually, I, am surprised what I gave this episode. I actually ended up giving this a six out of ten. I Um, gave it a seven. Did you really? Okay. Yeah. I well, and it's like, and I don't know. I think it's one of the things I kind of wrote down about rating this is that. I just, I don't even know if it's fair to rate the individual episodes in a show like this, where it's not even like it's a long, like a Loki length episode, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and it's not as nuanced as WandaVision and it's hard to know, like, am I rating it overall in terms of everything? Am I rating yeah. it in terms of the MCU? Am I rating it in terms of this show? I think it's going to be a lot easier to rate this once it's over. But right now I gave it a 7 out of 10, because to be fair, I think it was pretty good. Like, it was fun. It was at least as good as, you know parts of cinderella like it wasn't it was good yeah. it was fine it was it episode it, it out was, now go check it out by the way yeah yeah exactly like <laughs> um it was i thought it was good yeah. it was just it's really hard to know what's going on at this point like where i want to rate it like what the other episodes are going to look like without yeah, having so, seen all of it it's hard to, i would think i'll change these ratings after it's that, over. yeah i think that's what i'm gonna have to do too i think at the end of this like when the show or the season officially ends i'm gonna have to give this a show grade overall yeah just as like enjoyment and watchability you know like because i know the next episode is the black widow episode um, Fine. Like, we didn't just get an hour, two-hour movie of that. But okay, no, sure. but her her what-if is takes place in Iron Man 2. When she sticks him with that stuff to subdue the poisoning he's receiving from the core in his chest, it actually ends mm-hmm. up killing him. Oh. And so she becomes Iron Man. Oh, well, that's awesome. All right, let's do that. Yeah. That sounds great. So yeah, that, no, that'll be fun. That's the other thing. But that was that's the other great. thing I wanted to tell you. Um, if you look, so, like, if you open the show on Disney Plus and you don't do anything you just look at the explanation of the show if you look you can actually see uh, Spider Supreme oh thank you god yeah. I want Spider Supreme I really like both of those characters like that that sounds great to me um, yeah. I'm excited for that also I have like because I, I know we're coming towards wrapping this up but I had like a burning question that honest to god I need you to answer oh, yeah. like up? this isn't even just I'm con- <laughs> like I'm like honestly confused like this is not a gripe what happens to the power stone? Did they end up using it to repower the sun or whatever their fucking plan was? Because I know their oh. whole thing was to go for the the thing that creates like an the Eden or whatever. Like Tears the opposite of Genesis of the or Eden. whatever the fuck they were. Yeah, yeah, but they also have the power stone. Like, what did they end up doing with it? What happened to it after they left the Collector? Uh, I think there's like a throwaway comment about how they gave it to the Nova Corps or they gave it to the authorities or something like that. They said when they stole it in the beginning that they were going to use it to, like, repower a sun and save a civilization. Oh, did they? Oh, shit. Okay, then that must be... Like, they're probably just holding it until that because they have it when Nebula comes comes to talk to them and then Nebula gets them into the plan. So they probably didn't have time to drop it off yet. I guess so. I was like, did it... Like, it just seemed like... I think my head is still too much in the Infinity Saga. I'm yeah. like, that matters. Where? What happened to it? Like, <laughs> and that's, I got so confused. But I, that, I think... 
so nothing the nothing that you saw that happened no and i definitely would have remembered that because i am noticing that these are all focusing around one of like the stones the are making an stone. impact in these stories in some way it's because all these stories are taking place within the infinity saga timeline because well, the nexus yeah, events like, are happening during the like surrounding the stones but you're right actually it's it's almost annoying. I kind of want them to move on from the stones, but I kind of do too because if you look at the the big 3's individual trilogies, only Thor's has anything to do with the Infinity Stones. Captain America's has nothing to do with the Infinity Stones. Tony's I'm... has nothing to do with the the Infinity Stones either. The first one is about him escaping and and righting the wrongs of his company. The second one is about uh, him coming to terms with the horrors of his past. Um, and the third one is about him realizing that he doesn't need to tinker to feel worthwhile or like what he's like doing and stuff. Yeah, Tony never really touches the stones. Like his storyline doesn't until Avengers, but like. Yeah. I would argue that Captain America tangentially is part of it. Like, you, like, because they find, isn't the Tesseract in Captain America? Like, that was the whole thing, with, even with Captain Carter. Like, it's not the crux of those movies, but they appear throughout the Captain America movies, so, at least in the first one. Yeah, the Tesseract in a, uh, is the main, like, MacGuffin for Red Skull in captain america uh the yeah. first avenger that's like how but they, they get don't it. care about it right. only the red skull does and then right. howard actually finds it at the bottom of the ocean so he's right. got it like that that's the only thing but then uh winter soldier they don't even mention the infinity stones no, civil it's not war the only time they talk about it is when uh they talk about vision mm-hmm and that's yeah, that's, but that's really mostly it. Ultron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're right about that. It is mostly in Thor, um, and then you know, obviously, like the other movies, right? Like Doctor well, Strange yeah. and Ultron, and obviously a lot in the Avengers. I'm kind of ready for them to be done, but it's interesting that they're coming up, and that I still care about it. That I'm like, where well, did yeah. it go? Like that matters. Um, I re I really liked one of my favorite moments in this was when. Um, T'Challa shows it to Nebula and she's like, does the big guy know about this? Like, does he know that you have this? Oh, Which yeah. Which I think speaks to what you said earlier about, like, low-key Thanos would totally steal Thanos. He Which still maybe that yeah, I do would. buy it. Maybe I totally buy it. Mm-hmm. He's, you know? he's changed, but he's still more, like, he's still like himself, but he's not, like, acting on those impulses, I guess. Enough, well, he's still, he, it's still enough of a risk that Nebula raises an eyebrow. Yeah, which she's I think like, says hey, don't let him see this shit. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, uh, do you know what you have right here? <laughs> and I kind of love the almost nonchalant way that they talk about it, that it's not the crux of everything that's going on, that it seems like at the end of this, which I really liked this bit, that at the very end of the episode, T'Challa goes home and it's great and it's hilarious and he, I like to think that he doesn't become the Black Panther or the king of of uh, Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah. My hope is that it is Shuri who gets to do that or somebody else. Who cares? Something else happened since 1988. I don't even give a shit. But somebody else is the ruler in Wakanda because I really would like for this version of T'Challa to continue to be able to like hop on a spaceship and go hang out with the Ravagers and like I don't really buy that he would just walk on either of his families and i love that at the end of the day this yeah. was still about family because it is guardians mm -hmm. and i was like yeah yeah family <laughs> emotion the vin diesel voice ha family family it's all about family but it's it doesn't I matter if you it. grab an infinity stone by an inch or a mile <laughs> oh my god snapping is snapping snapping what? is snapped <laughs> I, that's the meme for this episode for sure There's oh 100 yeah but it was totally i i really liked that that it was still like about family and i like to think that he would not be the king after mm -hmm. he gets back i don't want this to just be like and it's like it never happened just kidding we all woke up from the yeah, dream like back that where we was, were he's not the same guy that was kind of my fear when they were like we're going back to wakanda i'm like oh god damn it like, like are we we're undoing everything now yeah, I like to think they didn't, and I think yeah. it's realistic to think that that version of T'Challa would not go back and become king. And also, it's been 30 years. They have, like, 
Sure. A king. Like yeah. it's not as though no one's ruling. Well, and like, yeah. And oh wait, his dad's still alive. His, that what was that's what I was gonna that? say. That's his his dad king. has not been assassinated because yeah. it. Im- See, here's here's the thing where we have to leave, um, you know, what we know behind and enter the most murky mists of guesswork. Um, <laughs> if the collector has Cap's shield, that means that Cap great. is dead. And if Cap is dead, Bucky is the Winter Soldier operating somewhere, which means the Avengers never form, which means that Ultron is never created, which means Sokovia doesn't get destroyed, which means Baron Zemo doesn't uh, seek revenge, which means he doesn't bomb the UN. Oh my god, you're right. That was... Hopefully wow, everyone follows me through that. Yeah, <laughs> I followed you as impressive as fuck. I also caught your Harry Potter quote before that, and I just want to point Dude, that out because fuck, oh, that was good yes. too. That was good. We now enter the most murky most of guesswork, Harry. <laughs> oh my god, you were the king of voices. Dude, it's. <laughs> I just finished Order of the Phoenix, so like I'm moving oh, on to uh, Half Blood Prince. That's there's a great line in the start of Half Blood Prince that's like that. Those fleety, fleety temptress or whatever adventure. Let us pursue that flighty temptress adventure. Adventure. Anyway, dope yes. Harry Potter reference. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I did follow you, and that does absolutely track. Yeah, his dad's still alive, and I like to think that he wouldn't still take the throne. I would love for him to just advocate to Shuri and be like, Nah, because I'm a ravager and I want to be in space, and also I love yeah. you guys. And, that's he what would I just be like, that. look, I get it. Like, I'm so glad. Well, that's the thing. Like, Yondu told him that that Wakanda was destroyed and, like, his whole family was dead. Which is so plot convenient and another thing that I didn't like and just had yeah. to be like, okay, fine, live with it. What, you need that to be true in the plot because his character would have tried to go back to Wakanda. Well, and that's, that's the other thing that, like, really bothered me was the reverse of that. At the very beginning, when there, uh, Yondu's, like, you grabbed the wrong kid. Does this look like Peter Quill to you? And they're like, I don't know. All Terrans look the same. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Yondu's like, you're taking this pretty well, kid. And he's like, I want to go on an adventure. I want to see the world. And he's like, what if I showed you all the worlds? And I'm like, why are you just like suddenly so willing to take the kid now? Weren't you on a job? Well, I mean, we don't know this Yondu. This is yeah. where it's like, it's so hard to give it a hard time and dig into it because we don't know anything about them. But no, I'm with you. I, It was super plot convenient. I also buy it because like Yondu, like he calls him his kid later. Like, I really like that, like whatever kid Yondu raised, he was going to have that relationship too. You're right. I love yeah. Yondu. Um, and I liked that. I feel like Yondu wanted a kid. I feel like Yondu was stoked not to take him back immediately. And obviously to yeah. lie to him about the fact that Wakanda was destroyed. Like, he obviously wanted to have a kid. Have him around, like, yeah. I think there's a story where, like, Yondu just, like, is, like, longing to be a father. Yeah, Loki wanted to be a dad. Yeah, high key. Like, kidnapping yeah, kids in multiple mul- versions of the multiverse. Like, really wanted that, I think. I know. I mean, I think it's interesting that he wasn't sent back by Ego ultimately to get Peter Quill. Like, that seemed odd, but okay. And then when he shows up at the end, I really liked that. Like, I that hope, was yeah. awesome. I that think the Watcher cool. saying, like, that's a story for a different time. Because now he's not Star-Lord. He doesn't know anything about this. But this is the craziest thing, and I'm not sure if most people would have thought of this. Peter can control that power. Right. He can control the power of ego. And he has it regardless of whether he's grown up as Star-Lord. Exactly. Like, he's still so, half a Celestial or whatever, right? Does Peter Quill become the the avatar of ego now? Because now his dad shows up and is like, yo, check it out. Like, you're a human, but you have all this power. You're partially immortal. Um, actually, I think he says he is immortal. Um, oh, yeah. As is. long as the brain survives, Peter can't die. That's right. Oh, but um, so, like, in the actual continuity, he can now because He can now, dead, yeah. Right? He okay. doesn't have that power right. or anything like that. that but, sense. like, but yeah, as long now as. Now he becomes a fucking problem. Um, 100%. Like, I actually think that Ego probably becomes, like, the sort of Thanos level threat, like, the version of mm-hmm. Infinity War that comes out with this multiverse is an Ego story, I think. Yeah. Like, which is cool. I, I like the way that. I liked it. I liked that that was included, and it makes sense. Like, that was one of the things where I was like, yeah, like, if if the 
if our understanding is that Ego was like collecting his kids and that was all still yeah. true in this version of the universe, and of course he eventually comes back for Peter, how he hasn't come in looking for him before or how he let Yondu off the hook, I don't know. But whatever. Right? Like that's another movie. We only had 30 minutes. Yeah, that's what the watcher says. He's like, but that's a story for another time. Yeah, I'm sure it's explainable. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, actually, I think the fact that we have so many questions about this really speaks to that we did like it because we yeah. didn't have any such interest. Yeah, in the last I, there, literally, I didn't have any questions about Captain Carter. I was like, I don't care. It's fine. And it's yeah. all the same and whatever. Well, the only interesting part about that was the very end of like, so what happens if Loki isn't the one who comes back through the Tesseract, right? Yeah, and it's that's, her instead. That was interesting. True. But before that, we didn't. There was nothing else about it that we had questions about. So I think it's cool that this was different enough that we're like, I want the movie that explains why it took Ego this long to find Peter Quill. What happened? Yeah. Like that. I and I'm sure it's. I'm sure it can be explained if they wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hundred percent. So I think we're about ready to wrap up. I had one complaint that I Uh-oh. need to lodge publicly. Let's hear it. Howard the Duck says the Elvish literature is a snooze. I'm offended as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to be public. I was like, what the, What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, just I, throwing that out there. Howard also, the Duck's an asshole. But they got Seth Green to voice him. I know, him, yeah, so. that's what I was going to say. They got Seth Green to voice him. And Again, because he's kinda done like, that every time. Yeah, I was kind of here for it's that. Insane. I was kind of oh, waiting for oh, him to be like, why do you let him lick you like that? Gross. Oh, my God. But You are good at the at the voices. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was really offended by that comment. I think Howard the Duck is, just has poor taste. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure to get that in, um, even if it makes no sense. And I just threw it in at the end. It has to be said. No, but I'm glad that that's Shitty out case. there in the world mm-hmm. now. Everyone knows. And you know it's what, important. guys? If you don't agree with her, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at Behind Timeline. If you think that this warrants a comment on the Instagram on one of the many memes that I personally think are fucking hysterical, uh, let us know on Instagram at go behind the timeline. Or no, wait, is that it? Yeah, at go behind the timeline. Yeah, at go behind the timeline. It's not your son of a bitch. Um, And then if you guys have any questions, have any suggestions, if you want to be a guest on this show, if you Mm -hmm. want to throw your hat into the I'm a pop culture expert ring, uh, email us. Tell us your story. Tell us what episode you want to be on. We've got Alice in Wonderland coming up, and then we've got episode three of What If. Um, but hit us up at gobehindthetimeline at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want. Let us know what you're wearing. Stuff, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, Definitely. Yeah. But until, yeah. until we meet again, guys, stay nerdy. Yeah. See you guys next time. <laughs>